Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio on Seattle's Cairo Radio. Long-Term Care Radio is brought to you in part by 525 Advisors, your local long-term care experts. Brian Ott is a certified long-term care planning specialist and will show you how to protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of a long-term care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting options you need to know about. Now, here's your host, Brian Ott. Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio and the Long-Term Care Radio broadcast. My name is Brian Ott. I hope all of you had a nice week and you're doing well. Um, Earlier this month, I had a couple of webinars, and a special uh, thank you for everybody that attended um, those webinars. Um, You'll hear me talking about these classes on a regular basis here on Long-Term Care Radio because our whole system is based off of education. Our website, our classes, um, the radio, we try to do all of this stuff to educate our clients ahead of time so that when they set down to learn about long-term or they put a plan in place, They've already had a chance to learn about some of their options and how it works and what they're up against. And you're going to hear me continue to preach about long-term care, but I think, um, you know, let's face it, there are a lot more tantalizing things to do with your time than think about long-term care planning. You know, taking a vacation, buying a new car, going to the dentist, I'm sure all of those are above long-term care planning. But seriously, you need to educate yourself as it's the largest risk that we all face And the truth is, it's not about us. Long-term care planning, when you learn about what long-term care situations are and what they do to your family, you're going to realize that having a plan in place is really about protecting your family. And to me, that's most important. That's why I'm in this business is I watched my grandmother um, go through a long-term care situation, and she had a long-term care plan in place. And I just saw the benefits for all of us, for my mom, for me, for my kids, And so that's really why we talk about these classes, to learn about the subject matter. It's not just about money. There's a lot going on to long-term care. But last week, I added some new slides to my presentation, and this was the first time I, I had these slides in. And it was to let people know about the Washington State Long-Term Care Trust Act. And in a nutshell, um, it's a payroll tax. Um, and by the way, the Long-Term Care Trust Act, it's also known as LTSS, Long-Term Services and Supports Act. Um, but in a nutshell, it's a payroll tax that's going to be levied on all employees in the state of Washington. There is no limit on the amount of income being taxed. And what I mean by that is if you're paying Social Security, there's a limit, uh, I think it's one forty one eight hundred for 2021. So if you make over that, you're not paying Social Security tax. You just pay Social Security tax on the first 141800 you make. But this new Long-Term Care Trust Act tax, there's no, there's no limit. So if you make 500000 or 600000 or a million dollars a year, you're going to pay that tax, 0.58% is the initial tax on all income. Benefits provided by the Trust Act are going to be limited to $100 a day for a maximum of $36,500. So think about that, that's that's the long-term care. Um, legally, you can't even sell a plan like that, that in the state of Washington and call it long-term care insurance. $100 a day for a year, that's all that they're gonna pay out. To qualify for the long-term care uh, program in the state of Washington, you are going to need help with three activities of daily living, which is more broadly defined than long-term care insurance. And remember, long-term care insurance, you trigger an event based on needing help with two activities of daily living or being diagnosed with a cognitive impairment. Under the state program, you have to be cognitive impaired and you still have to need help with ADLs. So it's gonna be harder to qualify under those rules. Another thing we know about it, the plan is not portable. So that means if you move out of state, um, you lose your coverage. Um, There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can pay into it for 30 years and retire in Arizona. You're going to lose the coverage. You don't own that policy. You must pay into the plan for 10 years with no breaks of five years or more in order to qualify. And you must pay into the plan the last three years of the six years before you apply for benefits. And so that's how they're starting out that program. They're going to look back and say out of the last six years, you had to pay in at least three years. 
Um, your non-working spouse or your partner will not be covered under the Washington State Long-Term Care Trust Act. So again, they are simply putting a payroll tax on all employees, but they're not giving you insurance. You're paying that into the trust fund, and then to qualify for any money out of that trust fund, you've had to have paid in for a minimum of 10 years. So our phone has been ringing off the hook about this this last month, and I've been talking a little bit about this on the radio shows and on the webinar. And, you know, nobody wants to pay this new payroll tax. And I agree with them. Um, To be honest with you, the plan is insolvent from the beginning. And so that means that the tax rate is likely to go up. In fact, if I was in Vegas and they had a a, a bet that you could bet, I would bet that the tax rate is higher in five years and higher in 10 years. Because the state of Washington is going to either have to cut benefits, which are only $100 a day right now for a year, or they're going to have to increase the taxes. So you can pretty much bet like on all taxes are going to start out at 0.58% and then it's going to be 0.75% and then pretty soon it's going to be 0.98% and pretty soon it's going to be 1.5% of your income because you're going to need that money, especially when people start taking benefits out of this program. And another thing about the Trust Act, it's based on assumptions, false assumptions of of more uh, stock market returns where it's illegal for the state of Washington to put that money in stock market investments. They can put it in in bonds or cash or CDs, so they're going to have to do another vote to get us to say yes to put that money in and take more risk so that they can get those higher returns that they were, you know, designing the program on. And, you know, truthfully, I know something that the legislators know as well, too, and they don't want you to know this. Most people can get a better plan through the private market than what they're going to be taxed. And let me repeat that. Most people... Most people out there, most employees, not all, but most employees will be able to get a better plan, more coverage for less than they're going to pay in the payroll tax. And the state knows that. And so they're keeping, you know, quiet about this. I'm sure you haven't gotten a brochure in the mail saying, hey, congratulations, there's going to be a new payroll tax for the long-term care. Nobody's even heard about this because they don't want you to go out and shop and get long-term care insurance because that's the only way you can opt out. And you have to have that by July 24th of this year is what we're seeing right now. We don't know that for sure. That's not the final bill yet, but it looks like that's going to be the day. So they're going to blindside a lot of people, meaning that, you know, people are going to wake up and they're going to start seeing this payroll deduction. They're going to say, what's it for? Well, I already have long-term care insurance or I'm going to go out and get it. It's too late. They're going to give you a very limited window to opt out on this. So. I think people just need to really be aware of how this program is going to affect them moving forward as far as a payroll tax and their options for getting out are going to be just limited or zero. But all that being said, I think there's a bigger issue than simply a new tax. You have to read the tea leaves on this. You have to read between the lines because Washington is just one of several states looking at these long-term care plans. In fact, there's five other states actively trying to put a plan in place right now and there's another dozen or more that are lining this up, that are, are, are looking at it and starting to do the research. Washington State's been working on this for nearly six years. And they're not popular. In fact, we voted it down here in Washington State on an advisory vote by a two-to-one margin. You know, we just you see those every election, advisory vote. Should we this, this, this? Well, we all said no on this one. But they're putting the plan in place anyway because they need to find a solution to the long-term care. Um, problem in this country. And and that's really the main issue here. Long-term care is destroying the budgets of states and the federal government, and we are just seeing the tip of the iceberg right now because we have this entire generation called the baby boomers that are rolling through retirement now. 10000 a day turning 70, that's going to continue for another 16 years. And so as they age, most of these people are not prepared, and they're blowing through their resources, and they're turning to the state and the state is just draining their budget on Medicaid, and the federal government is doing the same thing. So that's really what we need to focus on. Yes, the government's trying to put a solution in it. Yes, government programs as general rule are not good. They're based on the lowest common denominator. I mean, who this plan is going to be really good for, quite frankly, it's for the people, number one, that can't qualify for long-term care insurance because there is no qualifying for this. You just got to do the payroll tax. And it's for the people that really don't make a lot of money. I mean, if you're, you've got a job that you're making $25,000 a year for and you pay into this plan for 10 years, you will get the $36,000 benefit. You will qualify for that as long as you stay in the state. 
So I'm just here to tell all my listeners that the payroll tax is not the biggest issue. The real issue is the fact that there's a need for long-term care planning out there. The government's trying to solve this problem, and quite frankly, they're trying to force you into a plan because people aren't going out there and doing it themselves. And so that's kind of the big brother, right? We're going to take care of our citizens, and we're going to do this. But for most of us, the plan's just a joke. It's not meaningful long-term care coverage, and so keep that in mind. So as frustrated as people are going to be about this, educate yourself. Sign up for one of our webinars. Come learn about long-term care options. Learn about protecting yourself. If you have children that are in their 30s, I don't have a lot of 30-year-olds that listen to long-term care radio, to be honest with you. But if you have kids, nephews, nieces that are working, they're working professionals, you need to let them know about this because a lot of people are going to be surprised and they're not going to know um, about this program until it's too late and they're not going to be able to get out of it. So uh, get educated on that. And we actually have a couple more um, webinars coming up next month in April. I'm going to have those. Those are up on our website. They're on the calendar. So we're looking at April the 14th, which is a Wednesday. We're going to do a 3 3 p.m. Um, start on that. And then Saturday the 17th, that's at 9 a.m. And those are our April classes. So look for those. Um, I've got a great show this week. I'm pretty excited about it. We have a great question of the week from uh, Carl that wants to know about CCRCs. What are those? I'll tell you about those and how those work. Um, the client of the week this week, I'm telling you, get your box of tissue out for this one. This is really kind of a sad story, but we ended up putting a plan in place for these people, and we'll show you how we did it and why we did it. And before we leave today, let's talk a little bit about your legacy. What is your legacy? I think you might find that it might be a little bit different than what most people think. So we're going to take our first break here, and we'll be right back. Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay you back with interest if you never use it. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free classes at 525longtermcare.com. Have you heard beginning next year, all W-2 employees will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. This new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through that new payroll tax. You won't have a choice, and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place. I will not be paying the new tax because my wife and I have a plan through my friends at 525 Advisors. I recommend you do the same. Do it now because most people will be able to get Get better coverage for less than what they would be taxed. Long-term care is such an important part of your retirement planning. A good long-term care plan can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it. Protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never tap into it. You think the plan from the state's going to do that? Don't be tricked by another government boondoggle. Talk to 525 Advisors about a plan that works for you. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble, and now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks again for everybody tuning in. And if you ever miss any of the shows, you can always get our podcast at 525longtermcareradio.com. 
Again, 525 Long Term Care Radio um, or longtermcare.com. You can go to longtermcareradio.com or you can go to 525advisors.com. Any of those websites will get you there, but the main one is uh, 525longtermcare.com. So I got a great question of the week this week from uh, from Carl in Bellevue, Washington. And Carl said, my wife and I have considered buying into a continuing care retirement community in the future and want to know if we would need long-term care insurance or if we would be able to use it if we did that. So for those that don't know, a continuing care retirement center is kind of like a campus. You can move in as independent living. They have some townhomes on the outside, a lot of them, or they'll have some apartments, and then they'll have assisted living maybe in the middle, and they'll go all the way up to skilled nursing. So for a lot of people, for instance, if you can't qualify for long-term care insurance, you can buy into one of these these uh, continuing care retirement centers, and then most of them will either charge you a flat monthly fee or they'll charge you a la carte for the services. So there's a wide variety, different levels of these CCRCs. So Carl's question, can I use long-term care insurance there? And yes, you can. Um, absolutely, Carl, you can use it. And we're going to talk about that in a second. And, you know, before we get started here, I want you to understand that the the reason why most people get long-term care insurance is so that they can age in their home. About 70% of all long-term care insurance claims are triggered for people who are residing in their own home. And by the way, you know how do you trigger a long-term care insurance plan? Either diagnosed with a cognitive impairment or you need help with two out of six activities of daily living. So that would be transferring, toileting, dressing, bathing, eating, and continence. So if you need help with, you know, you, you have a balance issue, you can't stand in the shower, or you can't get dressed, you trigger two of those. Think of a stroke victim, they'll hit all six. Or you're diagnosed with a cognitive impairment. So that's how you trigger a long-term care insurance. And the fact is the vast majority of people that start their long-term care insurance policies and start receiving those benefits to pay for care reside in their own home. In fact, that's the reason why we get long-term care insurance is so that we can maintain control of our care options and receive the care where we want. But what if you're like my grandma and you start your journey at home, but you want to move to a facility or you want to move outside of your home, um, or maybe you're unable to get the care that you need safely in your home. There's a lot of reasons why you might move out of your home. So how does long-term care insurance work in these different settings? Well, First off, when long-term care insurance came out, it was called nursing home insurance for a reason. That's where people went. They went to their nursing home because the family couldn't take care of them anymore, and there was really no in-between the house and the nursing home. That was really it. But since then, long-term care has become a multi-billion dollar business, and there have been many new innovations on how and where we provide care for someone in an extended care situation. And just a few of the examples out there we're going to go over today, but understand that a lot of this, the, these these places that we can move into, these types of facilities were not available in the 1970s when the insurance first came out. So that's why it was called nursing home insurance, because it was expensive back then, too. Well, here we are, 2020. Um, we've got a lot more options. We've got a lot more choices and a lot more different ways to get care and even specialized care, like special memory clinics and things like that. So let's go over the options today and how long-term care insurance works in these different settings. Number one out there, adult daycare. Uh, we're starting to see these places spring up all over because this is really ideal for somebody that's maybe um, working and taking care of a loved one, whether it's a spouse or a parent. They can. Um, we had a colleague that did this with her dad. She was a CPA, and she would take her dad down to the adult daycare she would go to the office and work, and she would pick him up. I mean, it's like a daycare for the child, and they usually charge per day or per hour, and they have various activities and, and different things to do. So adult daycare, long-term care insurance will pay for that hourly charge or that daily charge for the adult daycare. The next thing you're going to step up to is an adult family home. So this is usually, you'll see these homes scattered out through neighborhoods where there's maybe four to no more than six people sharing a residence and they will have 24 seven care there. So they have somebody in there that's acting as a caregiver and they're providing the support that you need to get through the day for you or for your loved one, whoever's in the care situation. 
So when we move into an adult daycare, um, I'm sorry, an adult family home, long-term care insurance is going to pay for all of those monthly charges, which include the room and the board and the, you know, the food and any of the help that they give you throughout the day to maintain that. So adult family homes, long-term care insurance is going to cover that expense. Assisted living centers, that's where my grandmother moved to. So this is going to be a bigger facility, more than six people. So you might have you know, 20 or 100 or even 200 different apartments put, put together, and they're going to have a professional managed staff that's going to help and do everything from room cleaning to uh, preparing the meals to having Friday night socials and provide any support they need with medication and things like that. So assisted living centers are very popular. A lot of people find they get a better quality of life when they move out of their house to an assisted living center because they have activities, they have movie night, they have book reading, they have all these things. And a lot of people even move into these facilities independently. But if you trigger your long-term care insurance and you live it or you move to an assisted living center, all of that rent, all of the food, all of the activities are going to be covered by long-term care insurance. And so keep that in mind. That's what's so nice about it. So if you move into a facility that's $6,000 a month and your policy is, it pays you $5,000 a month, that means you just got to pay the $1,000 difference because your insurance is going to pay the full $5,000. Um, the next step up is just what we got from Carl on the question of the week, the continuing care retirement centers. So this is where it's a little bit different on long-term care insurance because a lot of these CCRCs is what they're called. You can buy into, so you can buy a unit. And then when you uh, pass away or you move out, they'll sell that unit and you get a percentage of that money back. Um, and then what they'll do if you buy a unit, many of them will say, okay, for a flat rate of say, you know, $4,400 a month, we will provide all the care you need up to skilled nursing care. Other CCRCs will say, we, you buy into our facility and then we will charge you a la carte for the services that you need. So there's all these different levels. Well, insurance does work there. And so Carl's question, do I need that? Yes, because the long-term care insurance will pay for those fees that they charge you for your care. So a lot of those, you, you go in and then they say, hey, here's our charge rate. It's going to go up with inflation. Long-term care insurance is going to pay for that. So for somebody that can't qualify for long-term care insurance, they're going to have to pay all those service fees per month. They're going to have to pay that out of their own savings. But if you have long-term care insurance, it will pay for those. The next thing we want to talk about, uh, special memory clinics. So these are going to be clinics designed for dementia or Alzheimer's patients. Again, long-term care insurance will pay 100% of that bill. Special memory clinic is a little bit differently because it's differently uh, trained staff. You're probably going to have more secure building to keep people from walking out, things like that. But the special memory clinics that are popping up all over, long-term care insurance will pay for all of that. So they'll pay up to 100% of your monthly benefit for those. Um, nursing homes, which, of course, is what everybody thinks long-term care is. It'll actually pay for 100% of that. And truthfully, people with long-term care insurance, very few people ever see any time in a nursing home. Like my grandmother spent about the last two months of her life there. Once her health was so compromised that it just didn't make sense to keep her at the assisted living facility, we moved her to the nursing home, but it was just for the last couple months. But your long-term care insurance will pay for that. Long-term care insurance will even pay for hospice care. So it will cover the stay in hospice care. And again, it's going to pay for all of those costs in the nursing home and hospice care, excluding the charges that are paid legally by Medicare. So most long-term care insurance uh, companies are going to use what they call a claims person that's going to review that bill, and they will tell you and your family that, hey, these are Medicare charges. Medicare is the first payer of record on these, and then you can use your money to pay the rest. So keep that in mind. So the real point is just remember long-term care it's not a location. It's a, an event. So the idea is that when you trigger a claim, maybe you start that in your own home, but you move to assisted living, you move to a nursing home, you move to a special memory clinic, whatever it is, you have the coverage that's going to follow you and it will pay for those locations. So um, just a, a great question, Carl. So thanks for asking that. Um, stick around. We're going to head into our next break, and I've got a client of the week. And I will tell you, this. Um, there's a lot of background story on this, so we're going to kind of, this is going to be a longer segment, but I think you need to hear this because it just gives us a real good idea of what long-term care situations involve. So we'll be right back to long-term care. Radio. Many people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. 
Learn more by attending Brian's free asset-based class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Have you heard beginning next year, all W-2 employees will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. This new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through that new payroll tax. You won't have a choice, and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place. I will not be paying the new tax because my wife and I have a plan through my friends at 525 Advisors. I recommend you do the same. Do it now because most people will be able to get better coverage for less than what they would be taxed. Long-term care is such an important part of your retirement planning. A good long-term care plan can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never tap into it. You think the plan from the state's going to do that? Don't be tricked by another government boondoggle. Talk to 525 Advisors about a plan that works for you. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Zach Abraham, Chief Investment Officer at Bulwark Capital. And Zach, recently one of the largest investment banks in the country, finally published research showing why a 60-40 stock bond portfolio is outdated. This is something you've been talking about on Know Your Risk Radio for years. Now they're jumping on the bandwagon. Dory, it certainly feels that way. This research shows exactly what we've been telling people for years now. Using bonds as the safe portion of your portfolio is a serious gamble. And now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. With Bulwark's bond replacement strategy, we'll show you how to protect your portfolio against loss, but still grow your assets. We teach you exactly how to do it in our free booklet, Common Sense Investing. Call Zach right now to get your free copy of Common Sense Investing. Call 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Bulwark Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ong, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio, and thanks again for tuning in. And if you're new to Long-Term Care Radio, we are live on the air in the Seattle market, um, 8 a.m. on Cairo, again at 9 a.m. on KVI, which is 570, and then back at 1 o'clock on KTTH, which is 770, and then Sunday back on KVI at noon. So a lot of live broadcasts, and then for those of you that miss any of that or if you're just getting a part of this in the car, you can always get the podcast at 525longtermcare.com. You can get it on iTunes, wherever you go. Just um, have your smart speaker, ask them to play long-term care radio, and they will pull up that podcast for you. And I think the most important part of this show for me is just what we're going to do right now. It's called the Client of the Week. It's where we talk about how we designed a plan for somebody that we worked with, why we did it, what was important to it, so you can get a feel for some of these different programs that are available out there for the long-term care insurance planning. So this week was really a um, wonderful couple, Patrick, who is 70, and Elizabeth, who is 71. Um, they came to us a few months ago to looking at putting a plan in place for long-term care. They were retired. They were very involved with their family and their church. They still love to travel. Um, both of them were in really good health, um, so we had a lot of options. But the background story to this is, is, is kind of the sad part. Elizabeth had an older sister, Margaret, who had been suffering from dementia. She was diagnosed with Alzheimer's years ago and was just recently moved out of her assisted living facility into a special memory clinic um, because they could no longer take care of her. They just couldn't manage the level of care that she needed. But the story's even worse than this. Um, Margaret's husband originally was the main caregiver, and this is just folks, this is so common with cognitive impairment because cognitive impairment, you're diagnosed with Alzheimer's, you can still do most of the things. You can still do the activities of daily living. It's just that you need somebody that what they call standby assistance. So what happens is somebody ends up giving up their life and they really just start following you around and making sure they're available for your schedule. And that's the way a lot of these cognitive impairment cases start out. And then they'll ramp up more and more over time to where there starts being physical limitations for the person with the disease. 
But Margaret's husband was the main caregiver early on and did this for a couple of years, and then he had a stroke. And now we've got real trouble. He was not able to take care of Margaret. Margaret was not in a position just just emotionally or mentally to take care of her husband or provide the care and make sure he got the care he needed. So the kids circled in. The kids got called up on deck, and everybody was trying to shuffle their schedule and help mom and dad. And they ended up bringing in some caregivers into the house. But the problem, and this is very common with, with cognitive impairment, Margaret was not willing to have people in her house unless one of her kids were there. You know, she didn't know them, and she just she she just was being very very difficult. And the kids just couldn't maintain a schedule to make sure that somebody was there. The whole idea of getting a caregiver was to relieve the kids on that schedule, and they pretty much needed somebody there twenty four hours. So it just ended up being a mess really fast and got out of hand. So what happened is the kids ended up getting their parents moved into an assisted living facility. And so they got them both in the same facility, mom and dad. Dad was still suffering. You know, he had the stroke issues, and so he he needed help with the activities of daily living, and Margaret was demented. And so it was just kind of a, a mess, but they were able to get them in a facility together. Now, this lasted until Margaret's husband passed away. And then this just changed everything. As soon as he passed away, Margaret became very uh, unmanageable um, at the facility. And so what happened is the kids started getting call after call after call. We're having problems with your mom. You know, I don't know what we can do. I don't think she can stay here anymore. And finally, the facility just drew the line in the sand and said, we cannot provide the care that your mother needs. You've got to get her moved out. So the kids had to find a special memory clinic that would actually accept Margaret with her condition. Now, folks, this is very common. You just don't go drop mom off at any assisted living facility you want, especially if there's a cognitive impairment. A lot of these facilities will take you in initially, but they don't want you coming in already demented because those are the people that just require 24-7, and a lot of them just aren't prepared to do that. So ended up being just an absolute mess for um, you know for for Elizabeth's sister Margaret and her family, and really part of the problem we had here too is that you got to remember that people that suffer dementia moving them is very very difficult. They remember those older memories are the ones that they remember last, and so her house and things like that. She knew she was gone. She knew she was in a foreign place, and then they had to move her again. So that's kind of the background on why Elizabeth and Patrick came to us, and. Um, their concerns, quite frankly, and even just Patrick summed it up. He said, gosh, you know, we just didn't really realize this. We never thought about long-term care planning. We just figured we had enough money. We don't need to worry about it. And then he watched his in-laws just not only blow through the entire estate, but actually the wear and the tear on the family member. That was their biggest concern. They did not want to go through the devastating situation like her older sister did. And Patrick was under the assumption that, you know, I have enough money. I'm going to self-insure until he saw this play out right in front of them. So, you know, as sad as this is, Elizabeth just really said, look, I want to make sure that we have a plan that we don't have to burden our kids like my sister's kids were, like her her niece and nephew were. She said that is, it just literally hollowed out that part of her family. It used to be happy and fun and they got together and he said, now the kids are not really speaking to each other. They were in disagreement on how to handle the situation. They watched as they basically had to sell the estate and you know, folks, nobody, everybody says, oh, that's your money, mom, that's your money, dad. You guys work hard for it. But when it comes down to selling a house and, and draining the retirement accounts to pay for care, it's a tough pill to swallow for a lot of people in, in the kids. And so um, that's really what they're all up up against, basically. So anyway, let's get back to Patrick 70 and Elizabeth 71. They're the ones that came in for care. What I found out during our conversation, they cared about their family greatly. They just didn't want to go through anything like that. They wanted to make sure that an extended health care situation did not destroy their family. They wanted to make sure that they could um, bring in help and pay for proper care regardless of where that care was. They watched, you know, Elizabeth watched her sister go to three different locations in three different settings, and she's like, gosh, it was just a mess. So they wanted to make sure they had a plan in case they needed to just start out in that special memory clinic or get the right place the first time. Um, They didn't want their kids to have to try to figure it out. So Patrick and Elizabeth had decent income. They were comfortable living off their savings and their uh, Social Security and their income that they had there. They both agreed they wanted lifetime benefits. 
And what I mean by this is lifetime long-term care benefits simply says, I'm not going to run out of long-term care insurance. If I'm on claim for four years and I have a policy that pays for a minimum of four years and I use all that benefit up, I'm out. Then I'm back on my own. So they wanted a plan that had unlimited long-term care benefits. Um, Patrick said they had a big chunk of money from the sale of a property that they were going to earmark for long-term care. So that was money that was just sitting there. He said, I'm not going to put that in the market. I don't want to take the risk of losing that. So they loved maybe using that chunk of money, and they loved the idea of getting some money back if they get lucky and they don't need long-term care. He said, well, I don't want to waste the money. He goes, "I, I believe in the insurance, but if I can get that money paid back to the estate, that would just be wonderful. So... That's what we did. We said, look, we are going to design a plan. They wanted a very meaningful benefit. And what I mean by that is when I say benefit, you guys choose. Remember, long-term care insurance is a big bucket of money. The next thing that you're deciding is, do I want $1,000 a month out of that bucket to pay for care? 2000 5000 10000 you decide that. So actually, when we started looking at the numbers, we worked backwards on this because Patrick said, I want a meaningful benefit. I want to be able to pay for you know, a, a very nice facility if we end up in a facility or if one of us gets spent out, I want to be able to have enough money to pay for that so we don't drain the rest of the estate. He said, I have this money setting aside. What can we do with that? So we actually started with a $12,000 a month benefit per person for life. So each of them get $144,000 tax-free of long-term care insurance every single year for an unlimited amount of time. If they're both on claim, that means they have $24,000 a month coming in or $288,000. So they can pay for some very nice facilities with that benefit. We bought this plan with a single deposit of $498,000. So $498,750 if you want the exact numbers, which are hard on the radio. I get that. But the bottom line is this $500,000 was money that he had setting in an account already because they had sold some property. They weren't going to invest it. It was earmarked to pay for care. So what they did is they turned that $500,000 into an unlimited lifetime benefit that they could pull out up to $288,000 a year out of for an unlimited amount of time. Now, remember, average cognitive claims about eight years, average physical claims closer to four years. So think about that. One of them has a cognitive impairment. One of them has a physical impairment that's 12 years. They got $144,000 per person to pull out during that period. So that's the insurance benefit. Now, if they get lucky and they don't use it, $600,000 is paid back to the estate. Now, remember, they put four ninety-eight in. They're guaranteed to get 600 back. And when I say that, I mean 600 in the sense that if they use $100,000 of long-term care, the estate still gets 500000 If they use 300000 of long-term care insurance and that's it, the estate still gets the other three hundred. So they're still guaranteed to get more money back than they put in, regardless of whether they end up in long-term care or not. So that was a win-win because, you know, Patrick just looked at this and said, look, I mean, my money's, I'm getting 0.2% right now in savings and CDs. I can maybe get a half a percent. So this is, you know, his return on this is going to outgrow what he's getting in savings unless interest rates really start going up. Um, The other benefits that this plan provides is the concierge care service you've heard me talk about. That means that when either one of them are on claim, we're going to call, they're going to get assigned a healthcare professional that's going to help manage their claim with them and their family. They're not going to dictate to them what they need to do, but they're going to help them. They're going to help them find the assisted living facility. They're going to help them find those caregivers that come into the home. They're going to walk through that, and they're going to work with the case managers and the care coordination and get the plan and care from the doctor, and all of that is going to be taken care of so that the family doesn't have to try to figure that out. These are the professionals that have been there that know how to rebuild your house, so to speak. So that's included in the program at no cost. And the other additional benefits, zero-day waiting for home health care. That means if they turn their policy on, they can start receiving their benefit day one. Um, caregiver training, which is up to 24000 so again, one of them end up in a cognitive situation. They now have um, the ability to go out and get training, take classes. They can spend up to $24,000 training family members. And they're still going to get their $12,000 monthly benefit. And then lastly, what I love about this program is they give you a medical and home improvement benefit of two times your monthly benefit. So that's, again, $24,000 that they can use to put in like an access ramp or grab handles or um, widen doorways or, or move counters down or whatever they need to make their home a safe place. They can buy stair lifts with that. They can buy 
uh, intravenous pumps, metal equipment, medical equipment, anything they need to make their journey at home safe. And they're going to give you that $24,000 as well, too, on top of your $12,000 a month for life. So bottom line, should either or both of them need care, their care will be funded. It will be managed for as long as they need it, not only protecting their estate, folks, but protecting their family. And that's what these plans do. And as sad as it is listening to, um, you know, listening to the Elizabeth story about her sister Margaret and their family, it's like, you know what? They are so relieved now because it doesn't mean that if the same thing happens to them, it's not going to be bad. It just means that they're going to mitigate a lot of those consequences and they're going to make that journey a lot easier for everybody involved. So uh, stick around. Uh, i got my final break here. And when we come back, let's talk a little bit about legacy. What do you think that is? I'll be right back. Long Term Care Radio. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Have you heard beginning next year, all W-2 employees will be taxed for long-term care, but not if you have an existing plan in place. This new government program will make Washington State employees pay for a long-term care plan through that new payroll tax. You won't have a choice, and you won't be able to opt out unless you have an existing plan in place. I will not be paying the new tax because my wife and I have a plan through my friends at 525 Advisors. I recommend you do the same. Do it now because most people will be able to get better coverage for less than what they would be taxed. Long-term care is such an important part of your retirement planning. A good long-term care plan can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never tap into it. You think the plan from the state's going to do that? Don't be tricked by another government boondoggle. Talk to 525 Advisors about a plan that works for you. Go to 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hey, it's Zach Abraham with Bulwark Capital Management and host of Know Your Risk Radio. You know, something we never really talk about on the show, and I don't know if you've noticed this, but is long-term care. And we never talk about it because we don't sell it. We're licensed to, but we don't. Do you want to know why? Because it's really intricate and complicated, and we're not trying to be a jack-of-all-trades and a master of none. We want to focus on your investments. That's where we believe that we bring value. For long-term care insurance, which I think is very important, can be a good fit, maybe not right for some people, but if you have questions about long-term care insurance, do what we do, right? You know what we do? We call Brian Ott, 525 Advisors. Why? Not because he and I are both on the radio show. We started using Brian, referring it out for our clients, because he knows it inside and out. Go to 525longtermcare.com. You can contact Brian. You can sign up for one of his events. I I couldn't be a bigger fan. Take advantage of it. You need long-term care. Brian's the guy to go to. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. And again, you heard some ads. We do have a couple of webinars coming up in April. It's going to be Wednesday, the 14th at 3 p.m. And then we're going to have the same class the Saturday morning. That's the 17th at 9 a.m. And for those of you that are starting the process on looking into this, um, you're going to understand that I'm never going to ask you to call me to get a quote because that's not what we do. In fact, if you call me to get a quote for long-term care insurance, I'm going to refer you back to our website or back to a webinar class. What we want is somebody to go to that class. We will send you our book, A Guide to Long-Term Care Planning, that has all kinds of information, glossary, all that stuff in it. But we want you to start with the basics so you're not asking me in the middle of the day. I can't take 20 people calling me asking me what long-term care pays for. So that's why we do the classes. Or how much does long-term care cost? Or what's the difference between a traditional plan or an asset-based plan? So, again, that's what those classes are for. If you're not a class person, go to our website. All that information is on there. we got lots of resources. And then you fill out the pre-screen form, which is just basically tell us about yourself. You've got to give us what your medications are, what your health history is. We just had somebody that lied to us this last week, and folks, I will tell you, we're going we're gonna to snuff you out just like that, and you're going to be a turn down because 
you cannot get approved without some kind of medical underwriting. And so when you skip medications, the first thing the insurance company does is they pull a prescription drug check and they say, oh, okay, you've got these six medications that you didn't tell us about. And then you go back, oh, well, I don't really take those, those that often or whatever you say is not a good answer. Because if you say, well, they're prescribed to me, but I don't take them, they view that the same as self-medicating. So you got to be open and honest on those pre-screens. The, the information is confidential, but what it does, it allows us to figure out which avenue we need to go down, You know, what carriers can we look at, who will accept you, because they don't all underwrite the same way. So that's why we start there. And then uh, Kristen, our client coordinator, will be reaching out to you and gathering some basic information. You know, Tell us about your family structure. Where are your assets? Do you own a business? How much do you have in savings versus retirement accounts? What's your income? We gather that information. So when you sit down with me, we're going to spend our time talking about the options that are going to probably work best for your situation, how to design a plan, and then we're going to guide you on putting that plan in place. And so that's our system. And you can read our reviews. We are very open and honest with all of our clients. Just go to our website at 525longtermcare.com. Right down in the bottom, you're going to see our top-rated local. Those are all certified clients of ours. So we verify. These aren't loonies on Google that are just saying, oh, great or horrible or whatever. These are actually people we've worked with that have put those reviews on there so you can see what they're saying. And bottom line is they're all kind of relieved. So again, classes coming up in April. It's the only two for April, the 14th and the 17th. They are on our website and you can sign up at 525longtermcare.com. So legacy, what does that mean to you? Most people think legacy is um, the material things or the wealth that you leave behind, you know, which that is part of it. But more importantly, legacy is also the memories and the feelings you leave with someone when they are gone or when they leave with you when they are gone. And, and think about what people talk about. You know, um, oh, my father neglected me. Was He never did anything, didn't really talk. But, you know, when he died, he left me this really cool classic Corvette. Or, you know, are they happy about that? I mean, that's the legacy. Oh, dad died and left me his Corvette. You know, no, the legacy, what drives people, what motivates people is, you know, my father was the best. Um, you know, he used to come to all my soccer games. He loved to tell corny jokes. He always made me laugh, and I knew I could always call him, and he would always listen. He would always be there for me. You know, he was the best. That's the legacy that I'm talking about. So when you think back about our client of the week, Margaret's family, what do you think the legacy was there? Take the money out of it. That poor family watched their family absolutely implode. The last years of their life together were the worst years of their life together for a family. And that is very common in this country, and it is very sad. People work their whole life, and people put their children first, and they're so worried about them. And then it comes down to the end of their life, and they end up in this extended healthcare situation, which is very complex and it has all these moving parts and everybody's trying to figure out what to do and what's going on and it never stops and it keeps getting worse and worse and you're bleeding money and then the siblings are fighting over how do we get this care and the legacy, the memories that are left behind are negative. And I talked about that before, you know, think about the people that end up at a funeral and there it's bittersweet you know the bitter part is their loved one is gone that part of their life that chapter is closed but the sweet part is they are no longer tied down trying to be a caregiver or trying to live in this mess of this extended health care situation so legacy is not simply the money that you leave behind to your family it's the memories it's the way they feel about you after spending time with you on this planet together and, and again, so many families work so hard and they're so good the vast majority of their years. And then those last years end up being the worst years of their life. And the reason why I bring this up, uh, we had a, um, a, a client this last year. Um, we turned on a policy for her father. Um, I'm sorry, her father actually passed away. We turned on the policy for her mother. And, you know, this was an adult child in her 60s, and it was a very complex situation, and the people had the concierge care service, and so we got the professionals involved, and we got everything taken care of, and we got mom the care that she needed, and the daughter called us, and she said, and this is the way she phrased it, you know, I can't believe dad did this for us, not for himself, for us. And think about that. That's what long-term care planning is. It, it's dad took the time to put that plan in place so that when, when, when the trouble hit, when the extended situation hit, when the chaos broke out, there was somebody that showed up and knew what to do. The kids didn't have to figure it out. 
And those kids now, yes, dad is gone. He passed away. They miss him. But the legacy, what are they thinking about him? I can't believe dad did this for us. Dad was such a great guy versus dad was the stubborn guy. He said he had enough money, didn't need to do it. You know, we spent all the savings down. We didn't know how to get the care. That's what most people go through. So long-term care planning, you know, it, it's important. And I'm passionate about this because I watched my grandmother. My grandmother was not a rich lady. She had a very small long-term care plan. It was $2,100 a month. That's all the benefit that she got out of it. But that was enough to help her stay in control of her care options. She did not have to move in with my mom. She was able to move into an assisted living facility when she was ready, get the care that she deserved, and my mom got the freedom to go on with her life. And that's the legacy that we think of. I own my grandmother's house in this little town in Creed, Colorado. She was raised there since she was six years old by her grandmother. We didn't have to sell that house. We didn't have to you know, spend all of her assets down. And my mom didn't have to give up her life to try to be a caregiver, try to find a place. My, my grandmother had a plan. And what that did is it helped all of us. It helped us multi-generational and it left a great legacy behind. So I know everybody gets tied up on what taxes are and, oh, I got to pay this new tax for this Washington state thing. And I don't want this blah, blah, blah. Folks, it's a bigger picture than that. Think about what long-term care is. Why the state is doing this is because it's a real problem And most people just stick their head in the sands. Most people will not take the time to plan. They don't want to give anything up today to get something in the future. There's a lot of people like that. But there's also a lot of you that are working really hard and you are giving up your time. You're saving money. You're doing all the right things. You're spending time with your family. Don't let your last years be the worst years of your life for you and your family. Get that plan in place. Make sure that you you have it if you need it. And I pray and I tell all my clients, I hope we never have to use long-term care insurance. I hope you never do. And just like our clients of the week this week, you know, how great is that? Patrick and Elizabeth, if they don't use it, they have one bad night. Guess what? Their 500000 turns into $600,000 tax-free for their estate. Again, that's the legacy. The memories are good. The family's great. So you burned another hour with us on Long-Term Care Radio. I appreciate it. You can always get our podcast at our website. Sign up for a class, 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. I'll be back next week with another new show. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Event info, planning resources, and long-term care radio podcasts can all be found at 525longtermcare.com. To schedule an appointment with Brian Ott, call 425-748-8188. That's 425-748-8188. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free long-term care planning class, visit 525longtermcare.com.